Big hello from the Fine Music Radio Studios. My name is Paige Nick, and you're tuned into Book Choice, our Publisher's Choice Edition. The only book show in the country where our biggest names from behind the scenes in publishing join us to give us an insider's eye into the books they're bringing out right now. And December is a huge month in the book trade. That's when they lay out the very best ideas for you to stuff your stockings with. Because if a book isn't the very best gift you could ever give anyone, then I don't know what is. Books take us places, they help us escape, they teach us stuff, and every now and then, when they're really, really good, they have that magical ability to get us off our screens for half a second and transport us somewhere really, really special. So, whether you're listening with an ear today, thinking about what you can buy for your tribe for the giving season, or whether you're wondering what incredible read you're going to line up for yourself next, you've come to the right place. First on the show, we're bringing you a host of new reads from the world's largest English trade publisher, Penguin Random House. After that, Jonathan Ball Publishers join us with some insight from their team about what's on their festive season list. Then we say a huge hello as we welcome publishers Pan McMillan to the show for the very first time. We're so excited to have them join in the fun and let us know what books they've got brewing this December. And then last but never least, our great, great friends at Exclusive Books will pop in to add their important voice to the show and share their top picks for you and for summer. But first, how about some music? This is Put On A Happy Face by Dick Van Dyke. All the music in today's show was selected by Rick Everett and compiled by Dave Wood. Dave and Rick, I want to take this opportunity to thank you so much for all your hard work over this last year. We really appreciate it. You put the music to our words, and in bookland, that means the world to us. Every book choice show we host here on Fine Music Radio has its own musical theme, and I know how much time and effort Dave and Rick put into these selections to help make our book choices sing. The theme for all the tracks in today's show is happy, because it's December and because we're talking books. We're so happy. Gray skies are gonna clear up, but on a happy face. Brush off the clouds and cheer up, but on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy, it's not your style. You look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile. Pick out a pleasant outlook, stick out that noble chin. Wipe off that full of doubt look, slap on a happy grin. And spread sunshine all over the place, just put on a happy face. Put on a happy face. Put on a happy face And if you're feeling cross and bickerish Don't sit and whine Think of banana splits and licorice And you feel fine I knew a girl so gloomy She'd never laugh or sing She wouldn't listen to me Now she's a mean old thing So spread sunshine all over the place Just Put on a happy face 
So the first publisher to grace our FMR Book Choice Publisher's Choice stage today is Viz Chetty from Penguin Random House. The Penguin publishing team has a fantastic selection of fiction and non-fiction on the shelves right now. So you can start to get your summer holiday reading stack together and gather your Christmas holiday gift stack for all the bookworms in your life. Remember, if there's a gap in someone's Christmas stocking, nothing fills it quite like a book. Welcome Viz Chetty, sales manager at Penguin Random House, bringing us the best of Penguin's current fiction, non-fiction and children's books. Thank you, Paige, for having me on the show again. I always enjoy doing this every month. It's become such a good habit for me now. And, and um, thank you again for having me on. I'm going to jump right into it. We've got some fantastic titles out as we do every month. And I just wanted to give you some great fiction and nonfiction titles, which you can maybe pick up between now. Some of them are in store now and January of next year. The first one is a title by an author named C.J. Tudor. She did an amazing couple of books in prior years. So the, we did a book called The Chalk Band and The Taking of Annie Thorne. She sort of writes in that Stephen King horror slash thriller uh, genre. So if you like that genre and you, you enjoy reading that, this is one you have to have to read. If you have read her before, you would know what I'm talking about. But I think from the books that she's done in the recent past, this one is definitely one of the better ones that she's done so far. The book is called The Drift by C.J. Tudor, and it centers around three characters. Each of them are in dire straits and a very tricky position. One is she awakens in this mangled metal and shattered glass carnage, and it turns out that the coach she was traveling on in a snowstorm from boarding school has derailed, and now she's stuck with all the other occupants in the middle of nowhere, and they have to get out. Well, they can't really go too far because of the snowstorm, but they have to make it to safety before something worse happens. The next character's name is Meg and she's stuck in a cable car stranded high above the snowy mountains with five strangers. It's about a thousand meters down and she is in big trouble as well. And at the same time, the temperature is dropping and the tension mounts. And then we've got a final character named Carter who's isolated in a ski chalet and something basically going to get at them from that basement of that chalet if they don't get out in time. But all above or surrounding these three characters is a um, an insidious sort of disease that's sort of spreading. It's a really, really great thriller. If you like horror, if you like mystery thrillers, this is the one for you. So CJ Tudor, The Drift, um, it is out now in December. All right, then the next one is a an author who has been in the media a lot recently and he's, you know, he's written, he's given us some amazing books. And I wanted to talk about his new book, Victory City by Salman Rushdie. It's an epic tale. He's back to basics for Salman Rushdie, where he's based the story on Indian law. It starts off in the wake of a very insignificant battle between two long forgotten kingdoms in the 14th century, southern India, and a nine-year-old girl who has a divine encounter with a god. And she's been given these powers, and she uses these powers over the next 250 years to build and and form the city of Biznach, which literally means Victory City. And over this time, you learn about all the ups and downs that she goes through in forming this epic empire and its rise and fall. I think it's an amazing book. It's probably one of the better ones that he's done again in the recent past. And I think anybody who loves his book, and if you loved Midnight's Children, this is the one you should read, because this is right up there with that one. 
Then the next book is Rachel Joyce. It's a very short book. It's the third book in the Harold Fry series. If you have read The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry, and if you have read The Love Song of Miss Queenie Hennessy, then this is the final book in that trilogy. And it ends with Maureen, who goes on her own pilgrimage to visit a monument of her son David in Queenie Hennessy's garden. It's a very short book, but it does not disappoint. The writing is impactful and emotionally raw as much as the previous books were. Please read it. It is the finale in the trilogy of Harold Fry, and it's fitting that he starts the story and she ends it. So it's a fantastic book. You should pick it up. That's also out in December. Then the next one is a nonfiction title by Gabor Mate. You probably have seen it already. It's in store. It has been in store for about a month now. And it, the book is called The Myth of Normal. He has done some tremendously incredible books in the past. And this one is co-written with his son, Daniel Mate. And it basically draws together all of his work, his experience and underlying ideas into one unifying theory of society and illness and mental health. But it gives you a positive path to healing. I find this there's so much to learn from this book. And, he, you know, he does what he does best, where he talks about our emotional well-being, our social connectivity and basically how we live. And it's intimately intertwined with health, disease and addictions and all these things affect each and every one of us. I think it's a fantastically well-researched book by someone who's been doing this for many, many years. So that's The Myth of Normal by Gabo Matei. It's out now. You should see it in stores. And it's if you like pop psychology or maybe popular books on medicine and mental health, this is the one you should read. It's, it's absolutely incredible. That is it for me for this year. This is my last one for this year. And um, again, I just want to thank you, Paige, for having me on the show. We're gonna, we've got so much more to come in the new year. So I'll catch you all on the other side. If you are in store, you will see our Penguin Post. It's a wonderful little publication which has all the upcoming books and there's author interviews, a really nice magazine. Pick it up. It's called the Penguin Post. It'll give you a rundown on all the big titles. And then I'll tell you more about it in the shows to come. Thank you very much. Goodbye. For more info on the titles Viz mentioned and many other books, visit penguinrandomhouse.co.za or you can follow them on social media. Viz, I'm so pleased you mentioned Salman Rushdie's new novel, Victory City. I'm a huge Rushdie fan. Our listeners out there who follow literary news will know that in August of this year, Salman Rushdie was stabbed multiple times as he was about to give a public lecture in New York. A 24-year-old suspect was arrested and charged with assault and attempted murder. Rushdie is no stranger to being in grave danger. He was threatened with death and had a fatwa on his head in 1989, a year after the publication of his novel, The Satanic Verses, which is excellent, by the way. For years, Rushdie lived in hiding and took strict security measures. From what I can gather from the most recent article I could find on Google, published in early October, Rushdie has lost the sight in one eye and has lost movement in one of his hands. We wish Rushdie a full recovery and a successful launch of Victory City, a book I'm very much looking forward to reading and sharing with you on a future show. There's the kind of walk you walk when the world's undone you. There's the kind of walk you walk when you're feeling proud. There's the kind of walk you walk when the neighbors shun you There's the kind of walk you walk Sets you above the crowd 
There's the kind of walk you walk when somebody loves you. That's very much like walking on a cloud. Good fortune found you, chappy, and your life's a happy Valentine. When you're walking happy, don't the blooming world seem fine? There's the kind of walk you walk when you feel like crowing. There's the kind of walk you walk when you're on your way. There's the kind of walk you walk when your pride is showing. There's the kind of walk you walk. Welcome back. You're tuned into Book Choice, our special Publishers Choice edition, right here on Fine Music Radio, with me, your host, Paige Nick. That was Walking Happy by Matt Monroe here on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick, and you're tuned into Book Choice, Publisher's Choice. So what do we have next? Only one of South Africa's biggest publishing groups, Jonathan Ball Publishers. Jonathan Ball know a thing or two about bringing you great reads. After all, they've been doing it in this country since 1976. They don't just distribute all sorts of great international titles locally. They also produce a host of fantastic local non-fiction titles every month. So we're joined now by the Jonathan Ball Publishing team to share just some of the titles they've been bringing to a bookstore near you just in time for gifting season. Hi there, Jennifer here from Team Publicity at Jonathan Ball Publishers. For our Publishers Choice offering today, I've asked a few of our sales managers to join me and pick out some of their biggest, best and most anticipated reads for the holidays and tell us all about them. Now, this is no easy task, as there are so many great books that come out towards the end of the year, but we're in very good hands, and I know they've put a lot of thoughts into these suggestions. So first up, I'm going to ask Bradley to join and tell us what your best reads are for the holiday period. Over to you, Bradley. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm going to start with the brand new John Irving, The Last Chairlift. John Irving has written some of the most acclaimed books of our time, among them The World According to Garp and The Cider House Rules. His first new novel in seven years, The Last Chairlift, does not disappoint. In Aspen, Colorado in 1941, Rachel, one of the protagonists, is a skier at the national championships. Little Ray, as she is called, finishes nowhere near the podium, but she does manage to get pregnant. Back home, Little Ray becomes a ski instructor, and her son, Adam, grows up in a family that pretty much defies convention and definitely evades questions concerning that eventful past. Years later, looking for answers, Adam will go to Aspen, and in the hotel where he was conceived, Adam will meet some ghosts, both literal and figurative. First-time readers of Irving will be captivated by storytelling that is tragic and comic, and characters you'll remember long after you turn the final page. Irving fans will rediscover the themes that made him a visionary voice on the subject of sexual freedom. This is a meticulously plotted novel and is the culmination of a lifetime dedicated to literature. Secondly, I've got the Richard E. Grant memoir. Now we all know Richard E. Grant through his various stellar acting roles, from his debut in With Nail and I to the critically acclaimed Can You Ever Forgive Me? This memoir explores his love for his late wife, Joan, who passed away last year from cancer. Before the end, she implored Richard 
to look for a pocket full of happiness each day when she is gone. And this is how the book got its title, A Pocket Full of Happiness. Richard, in fact, almost never wrote this book, but thankfully, though, his daughter encouraged him to put pen to paper. This is a deeply personal and insightful look at Richard's life, using his diary entries to explore the loss of his wife, as well as the excitement of their life together. Told with candor in Richard's utterly unique style, A Pocket Full of Happiness is a powerful, funny, and moving celebration of life's unexpected joys. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Bradley. Such brilliant picks for holiday reading. Kelly, you're up next, and I imagine you've got some sparkling literary fiction up your sleeve and a couple of highlights from our local publishing list. So over to you. Thank you so much, Jen. It's great to be here. First up, I have a very exquisite novel. Its striking blue and gold jacket holds together a heartbreaking story of Damon. And this is said to be Barbara Kingsolver's best novel yet. I give you Demon Copperhead. Inspired by David Copperfield, Kingsolver captures the story of this fiery redhead Damon, nicknamed Demon Copperhead, who is left orphaned in a world that really isn't about to throw him a bone. It pays homage to those who live on the outskirts, who do what they can to survive, locked in poverty, abuse, and drugs. And one of the reviews I got about this novel said, Damon's story is an extraordinary, ordinary life lived with a desperate hope that we can break free from the chains of our history. Barbara's writing is, as ever, sublime, and I want to roll around in her words, memorize them, and I want to read all of her books twice. The next book I have is a wonderfully sort of literary escapist read. The literary scene has been hungry for a new Orhan Pamuk, and in this novel, from the winner of the Nobel Prize in Literature, is part detective, part historical epic, a bold and brilliant novel that imagines a plague ravaging a fictional island in the Ottoman Empire. Steeped in history and suspense, as a severe plague runs rampant, tensions rise as the fictional town of Mingaria moves towards a revolt. This is action-packed, beautifully written, and the absolute definition of escapist reading from this renowned and established author. Local publishing is a big passion of ours at JBP, and the next two titles show exactly what our list has to offer these next couple of months. NC Billionaires by Peter Dutoy is an epic. Set in 85, a group of white South African business leaders traveled to a game lodge in Zambia to meet with exiled ANC leadership under Oliver Tambo and Thabo Mbeki. This visit set in motion a coordinated and well-resourced plan by big business to influence and direct political change in South Africa. Peter de Toy is the best-selling author of Stellenbosch Mafia and an award-winning journalist. And in this book, he unpacks the roots of the ANC money machine. And we're very excited about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the next one is Charlene by Arlene Prinsloo. It's the first proper biography of Charlene Woodstock, a South African Olympic swimmer turned princess. Journalist Arlene Prinsloo sifts through fact and fiction in this revealing unauthorized biography of Her Serene Highness Princess Charlene. Prince Lou traces her life from humble beginnings in Zimbabwe, Johannesburg, and Durban, 
to the Olympic Games. Her jet-set romance with the bachelor prince, a fairy tale wedding, and becoming a mother to twins. At its heart, this biography is the story of a woman in search of happiness for herself and her family, and also of the beginning of Charlene defining her own space amid the royal protocol. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Kelly. Um, yeah, some real gems on the literary fiction side. And then, of course, ANC Billionaires, one of the biggest current affairs books that we've all been looking forward to for some time. While we're on that, I just want to mention to those listening that Peter DeToy did a really brilliant interview for our own podcast, Jonathan Bull Publishers Pagecast, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. So do check that out. And then last but not least, I'd like to invite Almarie to jump on and take us through some of her best festive recommendations. Almarie, over to you. Thanks, Jen. So the first book I'll be chatting about is Mad Honey, Jodie Pico's latest novel written with Jennifer Finney Boylan. Now, this is the first time that Jodie has collaborated with another author other than her daughter, Samantha, who she wrote two YA novels with. Jennifer Finney Boylan is a best-selling author as well and a transgender rights activist who, after dreaming of collaborating with Jodie and reaching out to her via Twitter, saw the project actually come to fruition. If you're a fan of Jodie's books, you will know she is meticulous about her research on the subject matter she chooses to build the story around. And she once again does not disappoint with the incredible detail and insight into the world of bees and beekeeping. You may wonder then why she would choose to collaborate with another author, given she spent so much time researching the worlds she creates for her characters. And the answer becomes clear as you read the book. So without giving too much away, identity is one of the main threats of the story. It centers around two women who find themselves in a small New Hampshire town. For Olivia and her son Asher, it's a return to home. And for Ava and her daughter Lily, it's a change of scenery. For both families, it's hopefully a fresh new start, leaving their past lives behind. That is, until their paths cross when Asher and Lily fall in love and they start dating. As with all of Jodie's previous novels, the issues highlighted in Mad Honey are topical and relevant to current discussions around gender, sexuality, and identity. And then the second book is Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing by Matthew Perry. Now, whether you're a fan of Friends or Matthew Perry, or you have never heard of him or the show, his memoir is an incredibly moving and cautionary tale of the pitfalls of fame and the difficulty in trying to deal with addiction, despite having seemingly endless emotional and financial support. All this while constantly being in the public eye, with your personal life becoming other people's entertainment gossip. For years, the seriousness of his addiction to alcohol and opioids was never fully known even by the cast members of Friends. For the first time, he reveals in great detail the horrendous battle he has fought the last 25-plus years, including how not that long ago he almost died as a result of the damage his addiction caused to his body. He details the constant chase after more fame, more recognition, more money, yet never being satisfied with what came his way. It's an incredibly moving, at times funny, and definitely heartbreaking story of his struggle to overcome his demons, sabotaging any potential stable, happy relationship until it was almost too late, but eventually finding his way to some form of happiness. 
There are many out there who may be fighting similar battles, and maybe this memoir will provide some glimmer of hope that things can still be turned around. And with that, may it be a very Perry Christmas for all of you. <laughs> Thanks so much, Almarie. Both really such important and timely reads. We're just about out of time, so thank you all so much for flagging up such a feast of brilliant books. And uh, to everyone listening, these books are available at your local bookstore now. So please go out and find them and enjoy them over the festive period. And from Jonathan Bull Publishers, we'd like to wish you a wonderful festive season, brimming with great books and many happy and undisturbed hours of spent reading. Till next time. To keep up with Jonathan Ball's latest book news, event updates, and new releases, visit jonathanball.co.za, and you can also follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok at Jonathan Ball Publishers. Or you can tune into PageCast, which is Jonathan Ball Publishers' in-house podcast, bringing you the story behind the story. Thank you, friends at Jonathan Ball. What a feast. You've covered books from some of my favorite authors. I need more time in the day to read. Welcome to Schmidthauser Group for all your construction, electrical and plumbing needs. Competitive rates, free quotes and technical expertise come as an inclusive service when using Schmidthauser. A family-run business since 1978, we pride ourselves offering top quality and service excellence. Call now on 021-4244-588, available 24-7. Schmidthauser Group. Swiss Ingenuity, South African Pride. When it comes to planning your retirement, you don't want flowery language, you want facts. So here they are. Utilitas Retirement Center is one of the country's prestigious providers of retirement housing for three reasons. Our dedicated, proficient and professional staff, peace of mind, and we remain fully involved. Utilitas provides for all stages of retirement from independent living for over 60s to assisted care, life rights and frail care. Visit utilitas.coza where quality of life counts. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a dream come true? Talk about a moon floating in the sky, looking like a lily on a lake. Talk about a bird learning how to fly, making all the music he can make. Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. Talk about things you'd like to do. You gotta have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a 
dream come true Talk about a boy Saying to a girl Golly baby I'm a lucky cuss Talk about the girl Saying to the boy You and me is lucky to be us Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk Talk about things you'd like to do You gotta have a dream If you don't have a dream How you gonna have a dream come true Don't talk happy And you never have a dream Then you'll never have a dream That was Happy Talk by Ella Fitzgerald here on Fine Music Radio. I'm your host Paige Nick and you're tuned into Book Choice, Publisher's Choice. If you miss any of the titles in today's show, we load the podcast of the show to our website fmr.co.za or on our FMR app for you to listen to after the show. And now, drumroll please, another one of South Africa's biggest publishers joins us on Book Choice, Publisher's Choice for the very first time. I'm so excited to welcome Pan McMillan to the regular lineup for this show. Veronica Napier is the senior publicist at Pan McMillan, and she joins us today for the very first time on the show to share some great ideas from their incredibly rich list, which covers off fantastic local and international titles in both fiction and non-fiction, Welcome to the show, Veronica. What a pleasure to be able to share a few gems with the book lovers of Fine Music Radio. And it's that time of year where many of us are lucky enough to have some extra reading time. David Baldacci is the author of many superb thrillers. And my favorite one for the year is Dreamtown, featuring P.I. Aloysius Archer. Set in Los Angeles in the 1950s, it's a colorful rendition of the glitz, the glamour, and the seediness of the town. Archer and the wonderful actress Liberty Callahan have to dodge corrupt politicians, Hollywood stars, and notorious criminals. It's a taut and funny thriller that will keep you engaged right from the start to the finish. My non-fiction choice is very different. It's Rogues, written by the multi-award winning journalist Patrick Radden Keefe, best known for his explosive expose of the Oxycontin plague called Empire of Pain. Rogues is a collection of accounts of killers, grifters and rebels and features, amongst others, El Chapa, the infamous drug lord. Quite an interesting aside here was that El Chapa, after reading this account, had his lawyer phone him. Patrick, that is, and ask him whether he wouldn't mind writing his life story. (laughs) Patrick, of course, declined this offer. The book also features a wine dealer who duped Christie's into believing that he had the original collection of wine of President Jefferson. The most expensive bottle of wine ever sold at an auction was offered at Christie's in London on December 5, 1985. The bottle was made of hand-blown dark green glass. It had no label, but etched into the glass in a spindly hand was the year 1787 and the word Lafitte with the letters T-H-J. And so the story unfolds. Rogues is a collection of journalistic expertise and of the 12 stories, they are all brilliantly told with Radden Keefe's incisive ability to explore the psyche of victims and perpetrators alike. 
And now for the fictional mysteries. There's Daisy Darker by Alice Feeney. It's for fans of mystery set in a deep, crumbling mansion on a tiny private island where a family reunion has been held. And with all the usual tensions and angst that go with those occasions, except they can't get away from each other until the tide goes out, or worse. It's compelling, stylish, and very clever. One cannot ignore The Little Gem, The Cat Who Caught a Killer by T.L. Shearer. Conrad is a calico cat which walks into the life of a retired police detective, Lulu Lewis. When her mother-in-law dies in suspicious circumstances, she resolves to find out what really happened. And Conrad is with her every step of the way. This wonderfully light mystery is a must-read for fans of Richard Osman's Thursday Murder Club. From our local publishing house, we have the brilliant new novel by our author Sue Nyati. She has written Gold Diggers, Polygamists, and her latest was Family Affair. An Angel's Demise is an epic saga capturing the heart and destiny of both a family and a nation. The year is 1977, and the story begins with the birth in savage circumstances of a little girl called Angel in what was then Rhodesia. She grows up on a farm over three momentous decades where a convoluted past evolves into an equally complicated present. The story so accurately captures the conflicting and divisive emotions and tensions within a family, a farm, and a country. Angel's demise is not only the story of tragedy and triumph, but a brilliantly researched journey into the conflicts, horrors and failures of Mugabe's time in Zimbabwe. I will now hand over to our best-selling author, Tony Park, who is known for his superbly researched African action novels. Hi, uh, listeners of Fine Music Radio. My name is Tony Park. I'm an author and I'm here to talk to you uh, courtesy of my publishers, Pam McMillan South Africa, who are sponsoring this spot to talk about my books. I'm the author of 20 thriller novels, all set in Southern Africa with an emphasis on South Africa. And the books are particularly set in some of this part of the continent's wildest places and its great national parks and wildlife areas. And that reflects an interest in my wife and I in conservation and in this continent's amazing wildlife and not just the wildlife, but the many and varied people who are involved in conservation and on both sides of the fight to protect Africa's wildlife. This year, my latest work of fiction is called The Pride, and it touches on an environmental issue. In previous books, I've looked at things like the threats to rhinos and elephants, megafauna, and things like vultures and many other species. But the pride actually starts off in Cape Town and tackles the very serious issue of abalone poaching. And in a somewhat circuitous route, it ends up in Zimbabwe. It is actually a fact that much of the illegal abalone taken from South Africa's shores is illegally exported from South Africa to other intermediary countries, places like Zimbabwe and Mozambique, where it's then funneled out of the country. As a point of interest, the illegal trade in abalone is estimated to be some 17 times the size of the legal trade. The Pride fixtures a recurring character of mine, Sonia Kurtz. She's a very tough cookie. She's an ex-military person and a military contractor. And she's also a single mum with a troublesome daughter that they're trying to reconnect in the course of the book. I also write a bit of non-fiction as well, too. And the other book that I have out in the market for Christmas this year, as well as The Pride, is a book called Rhino War, which I wrote 
with Major General Johan Juster, who's a retired general from the South African National Defence Force, who was brought back into the fight to save the rhino quite controversially in 2012 when he was recruited by the head of South African National Parks to head up the anti-rhino poaching effort in the Kruger Park. Rhino War is the true story of how General Johan Joost inherited a group of under-equipped, under-trained and perhaps demoralised rangers, a core of 400 rangers in the Kruger Park, who were facing sustained daily incursions by rhino poachers. And it was his job to retrain them, re-equip them, introduce new technology and try and turn the tide of the fight to save the rhino. I'll just finish by telling you just a little bit about the books in general. They are thrillers. There is a crime element. They do touch on some of the negatives in our society here in South Africa today. Things like crime and corruption, poaching, the threat to endangered wildlife, and even some of the terrible health issues that have afflicted the continent in recent times. But I am a sucker for a happy ending. So if you buy a Tony Park book, whether it's The Pride or any of the other 19 that preceded it, What I like to also show is real life. And if there's one thing that my wife and I have encountered as we have grown to love this amazing country and this amazing continent, is if there's anything that's greater than the scale of the problems that people face and the adversity that they come up against on a daily basis, it's that amazing thing called the indomitable human spirit. As with the fight to protect endangered species, be it abalone or rhinos. Much of the heavy lifting is being done by ordinary men and women in the field who daily go out and literally put their lives on the line to protect endangered species and do a fantastic job which needs to be saluted. So if you pick up one of my books, you might find a bit of mischief, you might find a bit of action, but I think what you might find is what I feel, and that is hope for this amazing country. Fine Music Radio, thank you very much for having me on the program. Thanks to my publishers, Pam McMillan. And I hope you uh, have a wonderful festive season and perhaps relax on the beach with a Tony Park book. Thank you. I'm Magdalene Snyman, Associate Editor for Children's Books at Pan Macmillan, South Africa. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about our wonderful YA books that we have available this festive season. For the romance fans, I'm starting with Finding Jupiter by Kelly's Rowe. Sparks fly when Orion and Ray meet for the first time at a roller rink in Memphis. But these star-crossed souls have a past filled with secrets that threaten to tear them apart before their love story even begins. With a lyrical blend of found poetry and poignant prose, this stunning debut captures young black love and a decades-old family secret that may shatter a romance that feels written in the stars. Now just to tell you a bit about this author, Kelis Rowe lives and writes out of her home in Austin, Texas, and during her past life she was a market research analyst and she kept her creative juices flowing after hours as a blogger and YouTuber. Kelis grew up in Memphis where she had her first big love as a teenager, but she did not see herself or her big love reflected in the pages of YA novels at the time, so now she writes contemporary young adult novels to give black young people more reflections of themselves and their love to enjoy. Next up we have My Mechanical Romance by Alexine Farrell Falmouth. Now this is an adorable opposites attract YA romance from the TikTok sensation and globally best-selling author of The Atlas Six, which she wrote under the pen name Olivy Blake. My Mechanical Romance explores the vulnerability of first love while building robots. When Belle accidentally reveals a talent for engineering at school, she's forced into joining the robotics club. 
Enter Matteo Luna, perfect on paper, captain of the football team and the robotics club, who recognizes Bell as a potential asset, even if they couldn't be more different. As the nights of after-school work grow longer, Bell and Teo realize they've made more than just a combat-ready robot for the championship. They've made a connection themselves. But with graduation approaching, their differences and what they want for their futures threatens what they've built together. Can they survive nationals without breaking their robots or their hearts? Now for younger readers, especially the 9 to 12s who love a bit of adventure, we've got Die Meisie mit Flerke or The Girl with Wings by Jaku Jacobs. This book is available in Afrikaans and English and it is filled with black and white illustrations by Tori Stowe. Wilson's name, just like her life, is anything but normal. She lives in a house on wheels with her parents and they have to move to a new town every few months. She finds this extremely annoying. <laughs> Almost as annoying as Errol, who has recently decided that Wilson is his friend and has to accompany him on silly outings like bird watching. Wilson expects this town to be as boring as all the others until she discovers a secret. A wonderful and extraordinary secret that must stay hidden. But someone sinister is lurking in the shadows, determined to get revenge. And suddenly, danger is much closer than Wilson ever thought possible. Now, as you know, Jaku Jacobs is the author of more than 220 books, so you can't go wrong with a wonderful middle-grade mystery by him. And he has sold more than a million copies, and his work has been awarded 40 times. Now for the littlest bookworms, we have a wonderful new picture book called Let's Play by Rafilwe Mohludi with illustrations by Zanelda MacDonald. So from the best-selling and award-winning author and illustrator duo of We Are One and You Are Loved comes a lyrical picture book about using your imagination, making the most of every day, and above all, embracing the urge to play. Let's Play encourages children to dream big, to discover their environment, and to be creative through playing. It's filled with diverse characters in proudly South African settings, and this book is sure to inspire children and adults to make up their own stories, challenge themselves to try new games, and to have tons of fun with their friends. To find out more about the Pan Macmillan titles that you've just heard about, and plenty more, visit panmacmillan.co.za or you can follow them online on all their social medias. There's a certain sound Always follows me around When you're close to me You will hear it It's the sound of
so completely Music fills my soul now I've lost all control now I'm not half, I'm whole now With your love It's my was Happy Heart by Andy Williams and you're tuned into Book Choice, Publisher's Choice Edition with me, your host, Paige Nick. And last but not least, our final segment for today's show comes straight from South Africa's biggest bookseller, Exclusive Books. I'm sure, like me, you have spent many happy hours browsing the Exclusive Books shelves. So today, you can do just that, only virtually, as Bacha Bricker shares some of her favorite reads for the summer season. Bacha Bricker is the General Manager of Books and Brands at Exclusive Books, and here she is with a sumptuous feast of fiction and non-fiction to help make your Christmas shopping smooth and oh so easy. In our house, reading is as non-negotiable as eating veggies or making your bed. We're not picky about what it is you read, as long as you're reading. The non-negotiable commandment to read does not insist on high-quality literature. If Skit and Donna is the stuff that keeps you turning the pages, great! If it's technical aspects of steam locomotives that grabs your reading fancy, that's fine. I'm not making that up, by the way. One of our sons is really into it. Besides for my house, there are many reasons to read and to make reading a rule for life. Sometimes we read for escape and pleasure, sometimes for education, inspiration, direction, or even life coaching. We believe strongly that there is a book to help you navigate each and every life event, a book to support, feed, and nurture any passion, interest, or pastime. You don't have to be a traditional reader to enjoy a book. The trick is to find a book that connects, nurtures, and expands the thing you love most. The perfect book is much more about the perfect fit than it is about the quality of the writing or the gravitas of the author. From research, we know that about half the customers coming through our doors during the festive season are not regular book buyers, or at least not regular exclusive books buyers. We also know that the majority of books bought over this period are for gifts. Finding the perfect gift for every person on your list is easy to do at exclusive books. It's become a one-stop shop. 
Our range of 162 titles, particularly chosen for their giftability at this time, ensures that there's something for everyone and anyone. It's not so much about finding that perfect book, but more about finding the perfect fit for each person on your gift list. So I'll start with big names and big lives. Often it's a big name, a celebrity, a personality that provides the effective hook. Our obsession with fame and fortune is so alluring, we love to identify with someone who seems to lead a perfect life and to follow the vicissitudes of this life, which of course we know is never perfect. But for all the dazzle, there is often a dark side. Peep behind the glitter curtain, and just like you and me, no matter how famous or how rich, there is personal work to be done and real demons to be slain. I think that's why we have seen, in echo and mirror to the celebrity culture, a slew of publishing around the real life of celebrities. Celebrities who want to share the nuances and many shades of grey behind the veneer of perfection. Perhaps it's about wanting to be real, authentic, and it's become very much in vogue. Matthew Perry's Friends, Lovers and the Big Terrible Thing is the heartfelt, hilarious and tell-all biography of Matthew Perry, the real man behind the character Chandler Bing on the TV sitcom Friends. What I find so entertaining about the obsession with Friends is how it seems to cross all barriers. It tickles that retro funny bone for teens, young adults, even our sons. But my 80-year-old father still laughs uproariously watching the reruns. Matthew's real-life journey has been littered with decidedly unfunny experiences, from abuse to drug addiction, and this searingly honest book took great courage to write. Last year, Michelle Obama was the lady who saved Christmas with her book Becoming. Well, this, her new one, in 2022 is the light we carry and it was such a tonic a down-to-earth vulnerable exploration of how this former first lady but more importantly authentic human being faces and manages the constant anxiety we all feel as our world seems to spin out of control she talks about self-worth and self-knowledge and the power we have in becoming bolder and brighter Reading this felt like I was sitting and chatting with a close friend, and apart from some sensitive observation and profound insights, Michelle also shares her secret weapon. You'll never guess. It's knitting. Other celebrity names that may appeal to you or someone on your gift list, Patrice Mazzepe's biography, a long-awaited look into the life of this glamorous African icon, but also a peek into the machinations of African high league soccer. There's Whitey Basson's biography. It's going to be a winner. This is about the titan of South African retail, of ShopRite and beyond. The book reads like Whitey himself. It's down-to-earth and unpretentious, brainy, but a bit mischievous. And, of course, it's a massive success story. I love the anecdote about his childhood when he recounts how he painted his old toys and then resold them for pocket money. Retail blood pumping through his veins from the get-go. Faf's Duplessis Through Fire is an introspective and no-holds-barred memoir from the mind and heart of one of South Africa's charismatic national captains. And then Terry Pratchett. This is all about the beloved man, the beloved myth, 
the beloved legend. It's Terry's life from his early childhood to his extraordinary literary career, and then the willful battle with Alzheimer's. The subtitle is A Life in Footnotes, and it tips a hat to Pratchett's unforgettable reading style. This is larger than life. It's a larger than life tribute to the larger than life man. So they're big celebrity names, big personalities. They're big names in publishing, and they are big for different reasons. Some are the prowess with the pen, some because of the awards lined up on the shelves, and some because their writing always delivers without fail on the promise of a thumping good read. So some of the big hitters we've included include Barbara Kingsolver, Demon Copperhead, reminiscent in so many ways of Charles Dickens' David Copperfield, not just the title, but now speaking to and for a whole new generation of lost boys. You will know John Irving, one of the world's greatest novelists, from The World According to Garp. John Irving's The Last Chairlift is the book I'm saving for the holidays, over 600 pages. Gosp, is it only me or do books seem to be getting thicker? Well, this is one to settle down with every evening with a glass of wine. And for his most gripping thriller yet, John Grisham returns to Mississippi in Boys from Biloxi, a saga with a rich history, ever richer characters, and a twist you won't see coming. Locally, we have Rudy van Rensburg and Etienne van Heerden, and of course, Dudu Basani Dubi's the undeniably popular Chlomu series that has had readers hooked and devoted for now eight years. This is Chlomu The End, the sixth and final installment, which ends one story but begins another. Wilbur Smith's Titans of War, Patty Cornwall's Livid, Colleen Hoover's It Starts With Us, Lee Child's New Jack Reacher, No Plan B. It's all big names that will deliver big time. We've spoken about big names and big writers, and now I'd like to showcase two really big books. Now, you won't find a category called big books like this in the bookstore, although maybe we should because you know exactly which ones I mean. When I say big, I'm talking about the thumpers the brick of a book that is also, in its content and messaging, sweeping in scope, sumptuous, and ultimately satisfying. These titles may not be suitable to lug onto the beach, but they are all ultimate and often timeless gifts for absolutely everyone, including yourself. The first, who hasn't been bitten by the post-pandemic wanderlust? In Make the Most of Your Time on Earth, here are literally 1,000 ideas from the experts at Rough Guides on your next adventure in real life or in the armchair. It will have you drooling, beautifully illustrated, places you've dreamt about for many years and others you've never heard about. And don't you just love this title, Make the Most of Your Time on Earth? Lastly, Bill Bryson's The Body Illustrated is the illustrated version of his international bestseller, The Body. We spend our whole lives in it, but most of us know so little about its wondrous workings. I picked this book up because I had to. It's part of my job. And hours later, I was still paging through and reading the anecdotes, the history, the images are beautiful and reading all about how amazing our body is. There really is no story more amazing than the story of us. This is it. There is a playful version of a cheeky quip that says, I like big books and I cannot lie. Well, exclusive books 
Christmas list this year is bigger than ever. It boasts big names, big writers, and big books. It's a Christmas list with something for everyone. Very happy reading to you and yours. A huge thank you to Butcher Bricker, General Manager of Books and Brands at Exclusive Books. If the book you seek does truly exist, all you need to do is ask at your local Exclusive Books or go online and check out exclusivebooks.co.za. Oh, Butcher, I love your reviews and your house rules. Read your books and eat your veggies. I think I should get that as a tattoo. And that wraps up this edition of Book Choice Publisher's Choice here on Fine Music Radio with me, your host, Paige Nick. We'll be back with our regular Book Choice show, packed with reviews and interviews, on Tuesday the 27th of December from 12 to 1 p.m. And then we're going to wrap up our year in books. My thanks as always to Mawandi Lobi and the FMR team and to all the publishers who've joined us to share their wonderful books with us today. Penguin Random House, Jonathan Ball Publishers and Pan Macmillan. And of course to Exclusive Books too. Thank you for the books you guys. I personally don't know what I'd do without them. We're playing out with Make Someone Happy by Jimmy Durante. But if you want my opinion on how to make someone happy, I'd say just buy yourself or buy someone you love a book. Until we meet again on the 27th of December at 12, happy reading. It's so important to make someone happy. Make just one someone happy. Make just one heart-to-heart you. You sing to one smile that cheers you, one face that lights when it nears you, one girl you're, you're everything to fame. If you win it, comes and goes in a minute. Where's the real stuff in life to cling to? Love is the answer. Someone to love is the answer. Once you found her, build your world around her. Make someone happy. Make just one someone happy And you will be happy too